How many entertainers can say that their mother started a career? Freddie Cannon, it started with Tallahassee Lassie. How, how did that occur? Uh, Reg, she was, my mother was writing poems, you know, around 58, being 57. She liked to do that. She still does it today. God bless her. The woman's 71 years old. She was in her 50s then. So she wrote this poem called Rock and Roll Baby. She said, you know, she's like, she said, she said, Freddie, I, I, well, you get your guitar out. Because she knew I loved the music. And I had this little rock and roll band. I played record hops all around Massachusetts. You know, I'm from Boston. And she says, see if you can, I got this, I want to hum you this melody. And you sing these words to this. And it went, well, she's my rock and roll baby. And she drives me crazy. She had all the words, the melody and everything was for Tallahassee. Bob Crew, I took the, yes. the tape to Arnie Ginsberg, a disc jockey in Boston. For some reason, I don't know what happened in that interim, but it got to Crew. Crew started to change the lyrics and words with Frank Slay. And he changed the words from that to Tallahassee, which she didn't have in, in the word. You know, some words were in there. And one thing led to another, and pretty soon now I was in the studio in Boston cutting this song, then being taken to New York. And I was 19 years old, and just one thing happened after the other. And, you know, God bless her, you know, she really... How old were you at the time? 19. And you were what? What were you doing? Driving a truck on the school? I was, I was out of school. I, I had about 15 jobs. I, if I name them all, I'll forget half of them. The last job I had I was driving a truck, a, tr a small pickup truck, delivering... I was working for a wholesale paint company, delivering paints around, yeah, around the city of Boston. Now, I would go into the radio station. When I got Tallahassee this one day, when it, when it was pressed, it was about a month later, which was uh, around April, of 59, I had a box of 25 records. You know, they ship them in a box of 25. This right. is the truth. He'll tell you to this day. I went to WMEX where Arnie Ginsberg was on the air in the afternoon, full of paint and everything. I walk in the radio station. These people want to throw me out. I mean, here's a guy with paint with records in his hands. Arnie said, what are you doing here, Freddie? Because he knew. I said, Arnie, you got to hear this record. And I just want you, when he, he put the record on the air while I was there, the next week I quit the job. Because I, I, the record wasn't even a hit yet, right? But I just felt so excited to have a record with my name on there. Oh, right. So. so you packed up whatever you were. <laughs> that was it. It was great. But uh, then did you, you must have moved out of Boston to, because everything got going because of... No. No? I stayed in Boston until um, actually 1962 I left. Just before Palisades Park, I moved to Philadelphia. And I lived there for two years. Now, I cut Palisades Park in Philadelphia. All the earlier records before that, Buzz Buzz a Diddle It, Way Down Yonder, Tallahassee, Okie Finoki, all these records in between all these, were all cut in New York City. And then I moved to Philadelphia, cut Palisades, and then the records from then on, on Swan in Philadelphia. Well, this is Bob Crew who did, uh, even with his own group, uh, the Bob Crew Generation. He did Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. He did the Four Seasons. This guy's brilliant. In, in the 70s, he had the disco text and the sexo lets. Remember the disco records? That was him. Uh, he, he's, he's phenomenal. I'm, I'm talking to him again because I, I found out where he is now. He's out in California, and I, I put a little bug in his head, and I said, I'd like you to start a little project if you'll help me because he's the man. If anyone could deliver a hit for Freddie Cannon, he's the guy. So we'll see what happens. i keep my fingers crossed. And another song that's interesting, not only Tallahassee Lassie and all the hits your name, but Palisades Park, it's now a trivia question, like who wrote Palisades I Park? I know. Well, you know what's amazing, Red, is that when I do shows, even here at the Expo or wherever I do shows, it's like people are waiting. If I don't do that song, I mean, I'm, I'm, God forbid, maybe tomatoes would start flying or cabbage or whatever they throw at you, you know, and it, that might happen. 
close that, we'll do Slammer. Oh, can you cut that off? That's all right, they'll let us. He's laughing, I'm so close. That's okay. <laughs> um, let me just start it here. Go. Uh, Palisades Park, I mean, it's a trivia question because of who wrote it, too. So tell us a little about Palisades Park. Well, uh, as it was, like I was trying to tell you that, that when I do these shows, that people just seem to be waiting for this one song. But the writer of this song, who by now I think everybody knows, is the uh, the genius behind so many. <laughs> I got to laugh when I think of these shows. How did this guy write this song? It's Chuck Barris, you know, who had the gong show and the dating game and the newlywed. And we, I don't know how many other crazy shows that he had on the air. But he wrote, he was working for ABC in New York City. In fact, he was working at ABC when Dick Clark had his Saturday Night Beach Nut show, which ran in the late 50s into right. the 60s out of New York. And Bernie Bennett, who owned Swan Records in Philadelphia, would always go and say hi to Chuck. He was just in the control room and he was running, working as an engineer with, that's all he did. I mean, the guy was on the staff at ABC. And he, he became friends with him. Now this, you know, it's funny in this business, like you and I became friends. And you meet someone and if you keep saying hi to him, they say, gee, what a nice person. He keeps, yeah. you don't forget. This guy didn't forget. Around, I say, early 62, before the summer started, he had written this song called Amusement Park. Different title. Different title. There's Bob Crew again, changed it to Palisades. This is how brilliant this guy knew to do. So what he did was that he, uh, he sent this lead sheet with a, with a tape of him singing on a little tape. It was awful. With him and the guitar. Chuck Berry, he don't play. I mean, no. he only those four chords, and those four chords are in this song. I mean, it's a riot. So he sends this tape to Bernie Bennick, and he says, Bernie, he said, I got this song. He said, I'm trying to get it to Dion. They were trying to get this to Dion he wanted this record to go to. Bernie said, gee, I got Freddie Cannon. He says, and I, I'm looking for material for his next record. He says, he said, you, you know, let's see if he can try this. So I was, I was in Philadelphia. I went to his office where Swan Records was, and they sat down. And Frank Slay, who was Bob Cruz, he played it on the piano. He said, Freddie, see if you can sing this thing. And it had amusement park, so Bob Cruz said, well, let's, let's work on this a little bit. And we went out for lunch. I come back again. They were working on it. I started to sing this song. I said, I, said, this is, I can't sing this song. This is terrible. You know, I didn't like this thing. I said, the other side was better because I had written it with other people. <laughs> so we want to push the other side. I want to get writer's credit, right? I mean, so to make a story, to make it shorter, I, I, we cut the record. I cut this other side June, July, and August, and the label put an X on June, July, and August. As the A-side. As the A-side, and it's out there. I'm, oh, I'm going to have a hit as a writer now. Here, I'm the writer, and it's a big smash. Nobody's playing this record. Guy in, the guy, the guy in, in, in Detroit, Michigan, playing, he calls up Bernie Bennett. He's a friend of a discharge, and he says, Bernie says, he says, nothing's happening with this thing. They're even getting calls in the stores. Bernie said, well, give it another week. Give, give it a good shot. Freddie's coming off a record, you know. What he did one morning, this guy in Flint, Michigan, his name was Bob Dell, by mistake, he puts the other side on. This is, the record broke it in Michigan. He puts the record by mistake on, and the phones light up now. You know, you're on the sure. air like you are. The phones light up, and the kids are calling, what was that record? It's Freddie Cannon. Could you play it again? Now, the phone, now all day long this is going on. He calls Bernie, he says, Bernie, you got to smash. He says, I told you it was a hit. He thought it was June, July. He said, no, the other side. Flip. He said, what are you crazy? It's Palisades Park. He said, the kids are calling. He said, the stores, I'm getting calls from the stores. That was it, it was gone. It, 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 within 10 days after that, the record was, was happening. But it's amazing. It is, the way story is. But Freddie, you know, when the, when the Beatles invasion came along, it hurt a lot of the uh, North American artists, but 
Well, all they did was bring rock and roll back to the shores of North America and said, hey, you guys have forgotten rock and roll, but Freddie Cannon yeah, never yeah. forgot rock and roll. You never forgot to, the solid rock sound. Well, to that time, it, it got hard to, uh, you know, to, to have hit records because the Beatles, they dominated the whole, all that chart. I mean, for 20 records down, it was Beatle records, you know. And, you know, God bless them. They wrote, they wrote great songs, and they deserved to be there. If they didn't, they wouldn't be there, you know. Uh, but I think as long as I made that little niche, in this business, that's, you know, I, I can't ask for more than that, right? I'm having the greatest time of my life now. But you're still you know a rocker. That. Oh, I'm still a rocker. You know, I do it the best I can do it. I don't try to be anyone else. I don't try to go out there like some acts try to do other people's things, and this is me. If you want to rock, then come and see me. You don't want to rock, then go see someone else. And that, that's, that's, that's how right. I tell it, right, you know, and you I, know that. I get a big kick out of the fact that all this disc jockeys called you Freddie Boom Boom Cannon because you did that little, woo, how did you do it? What? You want me to do it on yeah, here? Yeah. Wait, blow the speaker. That's okay. We'll take woo. Yeah. yeah, the little woo. That was your own. That was kind of your trademark. Yeah. What happened was Bob Crew was doing Tallahassee, and I was redoing it over in New York City, and there was a lot of holes in the record. He said, "Freddie, can you scream?" And I said, "Well, what do you want? Wow!" He said, "No, I don't want that. James Brown. I don't want Little Richie. We don't want that. Can't you give me something like a woo or something?" I went, "Woo!" And I, he said, "Do it now. Every time there's a hole in the record, do the woo. That's how it stayed in there. I kept doing woo, woo." He said, "That's good. I love it. Keep going." Then I kept the song on. So that's where the boom boom came from. Yeah. And the, the woo in there. Yeah. A lot of your songs, like Patty, Baby, Abigail Beecher, they're all names of uh, girls. Yeah. And Southern states. You know, it was a cross between those two. Uh, you know, the Patty Baby song was cut in New York with, um, that was the only one that wasn't cut by Bob Crew and Frank Slay. We, it was Jerry Goldstein who had that group War. Remember yes, War? Yes. He had them. And he also had the Go-Go's. Jerry Goldstein, right. Goddard Goldstein and Feldman were writers. They did Hang On Sloopy and they did My Boyfriend's Back. They took me in the studio downstairs in, in 1650 Broadway, me and Bobby Comstock. Oh, yes. Okay? Two of us and those three guys. Patty Baby was cut by me and Bobby Comstock. There were no other instruments on the record. We're playing everything and singing everything and doing everything. The record cost eighty dollars <laughs> and it went on the chart. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, eighty dollars. Eighty bucks. Eighty bucks. Swan was so excited to have this record. It didn't cost no nothing. And it's a cheap record, right? And the record becomes gets in the top sixty or fifty, whatever it went in. So they were happy, you know, they made some money in the record, sold maybe 150,000 records, whatever it did. Well, who had that great guitar sound on things like Buzz Buzz the Diddle It, and particularly Abigail Beecher was fantastic. The, the Abigail Beecher was uh, Al Kyle who played, the, he played in the Four Seasons records. I think he was on a lot of that. He's a ranger too, didn't he do things like yeah. Uh, yeah, that? Scenes was for movies. That was oh. him, and he, he a, the fuzz box wasn't in, I think. He, whatever he had, he must have been one of the first ones to have that, that sound on the guitar to give you that distortion. And that's where you got that sound. Buzz Buzz the Diddle, it was me playing. That's before him. But yeah. that was me playing that. I get an idea that maybe 20 years from now, when a dictionary uh, uh, describes the word energy, they'll put beside it, a la Freddie Cannon. I hope so. Yeah, I just, uh, look, at, I'm, I'm happy what I do. And I'm glad people laugh and are happy when they meet me and they see me and they have fun in the crowd. Because the whole object of life and this music, I don't care how serious or dull, is to have fun and good fun, you know, and if you're gonna spend money, then have some fun with it. Don't That's just right. sit, you know, you see me say, they sit in the chairs and they look at, you know, enjoy yourself, God, dance, and as long as you don't hurt anybody, that's all I care. Thanks, Fred. Red, it's always good to see you. You know, I really, I love you, you know, you're a good guy. Thanks, You've been Fred. good to me for years, and I mean that. You've been good to the uh, whole world with your music. See, and I don't get up to see you that often, so. Oh, we'll have you back. 
You sure? Yeah, for you, sure. You said that last year, and I was here three times. <laughs> Maybe I'll be here four times this year. You got it. Thanks, Red Fred.